Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in. We're here with Tula founder Eric Peterson for another podcast episode all about the work we do here at the Hackeye Institute on the coast of British Columbia. Stay tuned for more episodes coming straight to your inbox or download the podcast and listen on your way to work. Once again, here is Eric's podcast. For as long as I can remember, I've said that all problem solving starts with an inventory, tallying up the stuff you have to work with. But then I discovered firsthand the power of geography. I still say do that inventory, but now I also say be sure to create some amazing maps to keep track of how all that stuff is distributed in space and time. When we started work on Calvert, one of the very first things people talked me into was doing LIDAR for the island. The stated purpose was archaeological to piece together what was assumed to be the island's complicated sea-level history, which is typical of the B.C. coast. Bare Earth LIDAR would reveal the raised beaches and relic shorelines on the present-day landscape and guide us toward ancient occupation sites. In fact, the shoreline story turned out to be utterly boring, but at the same time utterly amazing. Our shoreline around Calvert has been miraculously unchanged for about 15,000 years. So LIDAR wasn't needed for that analysis after all. But we had the LiDAR data set, and it turned out to be a catalyst for all sorts of other science, including our watersheds and geomorphology programs. The LiDAR mission had also forged a linkage to the Ian Walker Lab at UVic, which set us fully on the path to developing in-house geospatial capability and the many wonderful benefits that have followed on from that. The first LiDAR for Calvert was done by an outside contractor. It was a frustrating exercise, much delayed, expensive, and it really didn't yield the results we wanted. It was very timely that I met up with Brian Menounis from UNBC. Brian had joined us as part of our geomorphology program led by Ian Walker. He talked me into going half and half on a LiDAR scanner. With our own gear, we'd have more timely access to the technology, and we'd have more control over the quality of the process and the results. Brian is primarily a glaciologist. He uses LIDAR to study the extent and thickness of our coastal glaciers. It was through talking to Brian that my commitment to study the coastal margin right up to the cryosphere, from ice fields to oceans, as we say, really took shape. Having our own LIDAR rig has allowed us to ramp up our capabilities significantly. We've done amazing work at Quay, Quadra, Hartley Bay, Barkley Sound, Trickett, and the north end of Vancouver Island. Incidentally, the power of LIDAR and sediment cores to find ancient settlements in the context of changing shoreline history, which you will recall was the original rationale for LIDAR, has been emphatically demonstrated, particularly on Quadra Island, where the change in relative sea level over the millennia has been dramatic. LIDAR is only one of the many possible mapping techniques, and aircraft only one of several possible platforms. Given our foundation in geomatics and our pipeline to expertise via university affiliates, we've been able to branch out into other areas of interest. First, thanks to our work with Ian Walker, we were early adopters of drones for aerial surveys. We are now acknowledged leaders in 2D and 3D scientific imaging with drones. Drones are not as capable as LIDAR for modeling terrain, and they have limited range on the order of a kilometer or so. But they tell us more about ecosystem composition because they see colors in addition to shapes. Our multispectral drones extend that capability, including into the infrared. 
Drones have been particularly useful for work in the nearshore, including mapping cultural features such as clam gardens and stonefish traps. Drones have also had applications in the cryosphere. For example, Bill Floyd uses drones to study the seasonal snowpack on northern Vancouver Island. We've also taken advantage of satellite imagery. Advantages are the large spatial scale, the multispectral capabilities, and the historical backlog, particularly for things like Landsat. Disadvantages are the limitation to 2D and the challenges getting the views we want, given cloud cover, tide cycles, sea conditions, etc. Brian and Bill use it for ice and snow. Luba and Mycera Costa use it for kelp and phytoplankton. All these tools have their rightful place in our repertoire. So we will continue to develop our capabilities with drones for applications at local scale, and we will continue to exploit all opportunities presented by new satellites and new instruments for large scale. The news today is what we are doing at the intermediate scale from fixed-wing aircraft. We are cranking up our LIDAR to the next level and bringing other capabilities on board. We call it the Airborne Coastal Observatory. The Airborne Coastal Observatory is catalyzed by our growing partnership with Brian Menounas, Bill Floyd, UNBC, and VIU, which is exemplified by the new Hakai Cryosphere node in Prince George. The Airborne Coastal Observatory will expand our capability greatly in the cryosphere, but it will also have applications across the entire spectrum from ice fields to oceans. So what is it? It's the next logical step. First, we got our own LiDAR scanner. Now we're getting our own plane. Well, not exactly our own plane, but a plane dedicated to our use for the next five years. The logic is the same. Better access to airborne capability, better control over all steps in the processing chain, leading to more and better results. And we're going beyond LiDAR. We're adding a hyperspectral scanner to the platform, which is like multispectral imaging on steroids. Many more spectral bands, in effect, airborne spectroscopy. We believe that everything we could do via drones at the small spatial scale and satellites at large spatial scale can now be done by the Airborne Coastal Observatory at a very convenient intermediate scale. The details, which are better explained and illustrated by a blog post on this topic that will soon be available, are as follows. Our partner is Kesick Aerial Survey based at YVR South Terminal. Kesick has been our aircraft provider for the past few years. They'll supply the plane, pilots, certification, and maintenance. The plane is a twin-engine Piper Navajo, modified specifically for our needs. We'll use our existing LiDAR scanner and high-resolution cameras, plus a new hyperspectral scanner matched to our requirements and budget. We'll be beefing up our in-house processing capability for LiDAR and hyperspectral imaging. In partnership with UNBC, we'll be ramping up our training for techs to handle the instrumentation in flight. We'll be talking to research groups to evaluate possible applications across the spectrum from glaciers to phytoplankton in the coastal ocean. We hope to launch by spring 2019.